0: today on Commitment to Truth.
1: Here's the place where exhaustion always occurs. It's in the heart, the seat of your feelings, desires, and affections. And what God is saying is like, no, where this weariness and this losing of the heart is in that immaterial part of you and I. That's why He's our hero, it's because He gets us.
0: Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead
1: pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. A hero is a real person or a main fictional character who, in the face of danger, combats adversity, through feats of ingenuity, courage, or strength. In classic literature, the hero is the main or revered character in heroic epic poetry celebrated through ancient legends of a people, often striving for military conquest and living by a continually flawed personal honor code. There's more, and it's said this way, the people that we set up as heroes are people that generally go above and beyond in terms of the call of duty. They do things that are extraordinary. Even when we look at our superheroes, they accomplish things like this. uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Black Panther, uh, Batman, Captain America, and much more. They somehow accomplish these extraordinary feats that we deem them a hero. Nevertheless, the definition of hero is said has changed throughout time. merriam um, webster defines hero uh, as such. A person who is admired for great or brave acts are fine qualities. Great or brave acts are fine qualities. But what really makes a person a hero? Uh, someone said it this way. A hero is selfless, a genuinely good person, a person, someone someone who gets the undivided attention of all of us and causes change. Someone willing to risk their own life to save another. But in Hebrews, it reads it this way. Hebrews chapter one, verse one, reads it this way. Therefore, since we also have such a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, Let's rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So who are these witnesses that Hebrews is talking about? Witnesses means this in in the original text. It means those who are after his example have proved the strength and genuineness of their faith in Christ by undergoing a violent death. So these are these heroes that are surrounding us, these men and women in the scriptures, like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Gideon, Rahab, and, and furthermore in Hebrews 11 verse 30 through 34. Listen to what it says: those who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, uh, from weakness where they made strong, from weakness where they made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by the resurrection. And others were tortured, not accepting their release so that they might obtain a better resurrection. Verse 36 says, and others experienced mockings and flogging and further chains and imprisonments. Listen to verse 37, what what it goes on to say. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted They were put to death with sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. People of whom the world was not worthy. Wandering in deserts on mountains and sheltering in caves and holes in the ground. And all these having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, Because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. So they did all of these heroic feats waiting for Jesus. Not even having a chance to set their eyes on him. Willing to be sawn in two. Waiting for the promise that we celebrate today. So we should be encouraged, right? We should find endurance from these uh, heroes that are mentioned in the text that are surrounding all of us still today. But there is only one hero that we should look towards. He's found in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, which says, looking only at Jesus. Even though all these wonderful heroes are around us, even though you may wear comic book characters on your chest and they're your superhero, right? And we all go there. We're all kids at heart. But at the end of the day, there's only one hero that we should look at. And it says, looking only at Jesus, the originator or the author and the perfecter of the faith, who for the joy set before him, that's all of us here today, who was, who is, and who will to come, before he resurrects the church, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. These words, looking only, is defined this way looking only to Jesus, to turn the eyes away from other things and fix them on someone who is Christ. It's not only an Easter thing, church. Every single day of our lives, we have to turn our eyes away from other things and fix our eyes only on Jesus. Turn your eyes away from parents disappointing you. Turn your eyes away from employers disappointing you. Turn your eyes away from husbands and wives and loved ones disappointing you. Turn your eyes Listen, even away from spiritual leaders who have, have disappointed you in the past. And you look only to the true hero, the only hero, and that is Christ and Christ alone. So someone stated this about the book of Hebrews. Hebrews makes clear that Jesus Christ exceeds all other people. All of the people, all of the pursuits, all other objects. Are hopes to which human beings offer fidelity. In other words, that you all end with. That at the end of the day, you read through the book of Hebrews. It simply says that your eyes should be fixed solely on Jesus because he's the author. He's the perfecter. He is everything you will ever need, past, present, and future. So the question I'd like to answer today is this only three ways I want to answer it, is then how did did Christ earn His place as the ultimate hero? If you can, open with me to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. And then it's going to be some other supporting verses in Hebrews and and also um, other places.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Hello, my name is Norberto Colon, Jr., and I'm a ministry leader for the worship ministry at Commitment Church, a place for all nations. I would like to personally invite you to come to one of our events this month. For the latest events, you can visit commitmentchurch.org events. And if you and your family are looking for a church, we're here on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message.
1: Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, since we also have such a great cloud of witnesses, remember we talked about that, surrounding us, let's rid ourselves of every obstacle and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let's run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking only at whom? Jesus, the originator or the author and perfecter of the faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse three, for consider him, meaning Jesus again, who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you will not grow weary and never lose heart. How did Christ earn his place as the hero? Here's the first found in verse 2. Christ is the faith. He is faith. He is the faith. Everything outside of Christ is not faith, if you would. It's not true. It's falsehood. It's fiction. It's temporary. And that's why you look deeper. It says he is the originator and the perfecter of faith. So he's the one who began it And he's the one who does what? Sustains it. The original perfecter means this. He is the creator. He's the sustainer. He is the consummator of faith in the hearts of God's people. He's the originator of the faith. Some uh, some Bibles may read it. He's the originator of your faith. But he is the originator of your faith. But he is the originator of the faith. Faith, period. You see, Christ tasted death for everyone to become the originator, meaning he become the originator in everyone's life. And so that we could become brothers and sisters in Christ. Listen to what Hebrews 2 verses 9 and 10 says. But we do see him who has made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of his suffering, death crowned with glory and honor, So that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom all things, and through whom all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the originator of their salvation through suffering. So through Jesus Christ, death, bearer, and resurrection, he perfected your salvation It's perfected. And he's the only one that has been able to do that. And he's the only one that is still able to do that, even to children yet unborn. He's earned the place of hero because he originated it all, period. Secondly, you find in verse 2 as well. It says, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What does this really mean to you and I? Again, Christ has earned this place because he's also the great high priest. He is the great high priest. There were other high priests, but he is the great high priest. He is the great high priest. You see, because this great high priest entered the holies of holies, he says, once and for all. There's no need for anyone else to, that you need to go and confess your sins to, right? There's no priests, there's no uh, governance, if you will, that you need to proclaim whatever's going on on the inside of you, nor do they have to, you know, slay animals on your behalf or do any ritualistic motions on our behalf because Christ went in once and for all, period. And for all means for all time. But here's the beautiful thing about this high priest. He's not so high that he doesn't understand you and I. Scripture says this in Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, Jesus the Son of God, let's hold firmly to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But one who has been tempted in all things just as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let's approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may, have, we may receive mercy and find grace for help at the time of need. So two important words here. The word sympathize, which means Christ is our great high priest who is to be affected with the same feelings as another. In other words, whatever you're feeling, he feels too. That's the great high priest. No matter come whatever comes your way, whatever you feel like today, he feels it. He feels your grief, he feels your disappointment, he feels your frustrations right he feels it all and it's important that we understand that because we're very feely people even if you feel like you're not <laughs> we're all feely people we are we all have feelings and he feels everyone's feelings which is so cool so this word again sympathize goes on to me To be sympathized with, so when others are not sympathetic towards you, he is what always sympathetic towards you. It also means to feel for, so he feels for you to have compassion on. So, everything we need when it comes to navigating life, listen navigating sin, because everybody in this room, including myself, are sinners. We fall short of the glory of God. There's still a high standard. He's never going to deviate from holiness and righteousness. He's never going to deviate from that. No matter how difficult our days may be. But he understands you until you get there. The next word. Since we have this great high priest who sympathizes with us, you know what it should do? Give us the confidence to approach him. Yes. It's not a god that's so far off. The scripture says he's near, so draw near to him, as he draws nears to you. So he gets you right. So there, don't be afraid. Come to him. So think about that relationally. Right. Think about the times you disappointed mom and dad and you're like, I don't even want to see their face. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just know exactly what's going to happen. I don't even want to see their face. I don't want to breathe the same air as mom and dad. Right. Right? Some of us was a little more afraid than others, but you you, you follow me? So the same many times we translate that onto God is like, oh well, you know, I sinned, I did wrong, I was tempted, I did wrong, I, I don't want to even breathe the same air as God, so I'm not coming to church anymore. Then I'm not coming to Bible study anymore, small groups anymore, then I'm not calling that other Christian anymore, because But listen, he says, no, he understands. He understands how you feel. Matter of fact, he feels for you. So come to him and approach him with confidence. So where confidence means this, the freedom in speaking. The beautiful thing about this high priest that God has given us through Christ is, you can say whatever you're feeling. Mm And chances are, if you're not saying whatever you're feeling, he already knows what you're saying before you say it. So your mom is just go ahead and be honest with him and just have the freedom in speaking. That's a beautiful part of prayer. You have the freedom in saying whatever's on your mind. It also means this, the unreservedness in speech. So there's this many times we approach God and many, many times in this reserved context I get it, he's holy, absolutely but he knows you he knows me, he knows us he knows when you're upset he knows when you're frustrated he knows when you're disappointed he knows when other people disappoint you so don't fake it just be real It also means open without concealment. So in other words, my heart is completely open before God. Just, I'm not concealing anything. I'm an open book. Last part of the definition means this, without ambiguity. In other words, don't go in there trying to (coughs) disguise what you really feel, right? Free and fearless and confidence. Cheerful, courage, boldness. And here's the last word, assurance. You go in knowing that your great high priest understands you and you have great assurance that he does. That's his promise. That's why he's our hero. It's because he gets us. He gets us. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know pastor cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly we call these the weekly wire we can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive hello everybody this is pastor cedric of commitment church with another weekly wire i remember back as a young married man Desiring my wife Lisa to give me every single thing I thought I needed, I thought I wanted. And of course, she responded with everything, right? Of course not, right? And because she didn't respond to me as I wanted her to respond to me, there was this letdown. And I'm sure she could say the same thing about me, right? Is that I didn't give her everything that she needed. And then there was a letdown on her part. But then here I am as a professional athlete. Thinking that, okay, if I can win this starting position, if I can make it to the Pro Bowl, if I can have this long, awesome career as a professional athlete, then everything will be just fine. But of course, never turned out the way I wanted it to. Then there's another letdown. Enter corporate America, right? Work hard, work diligently, think that I deserve the promotion. And of course, uh, apparently my boss didn't think I deserved the promotion. And there we go, another letdown. Or maybe maybe he can give me more money because I'm a diligent worker, right? And again, another letdown. As you can see, I've had tons of letdowns in my life. And I'm sure you have too. As you go out and pursue people, places, and things, there will inevitably be letdowns and disappointments. But Jesus promises this to us, is that he can give us this peace. Listen, that the world cannot give us, nor can they ever take it away from us. This peace that surpasses all comprehension and and that, that it can rule our hearts and our minds. And then once it starts ruling our hearts and our minds on the inside, then it begins to govern us on the outside. And that's what I've learned. I've learned that at the end of the day, as I pursue hard the peace of God through God in Christ, uniquely I began to have this unspeakable peace that surpasses all of my comprehension, all of my understanding. It rules me on the inside and somehow finds its way on the outside, ruling those things that are super important to me. So the next time you are seeking out that elusive completeness fulfillment in in people and places both privately and publicly, can I encourage you to pursue hard the person of Christ? In other words, Christ can give you the same peace he has given me that the world will never ever be able to give you, nor will they ever be able to take it away. Because it's a peace that surpasses all understanding, and it should be able to have the opportunity to rule your heart and your mind on the inside. Make sense? So if you have a friend or family member that maybe is struggling in this area and maybe they're chasing after the wind and, and desiring other things, but, but there's letdown after letdown after let down, please let them know that there's a peace that they can have that will surpass all comprehension and it can truly rule and govern their hearts and their minds. And that peace only comes through Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed this sample of our weekly wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. Thank you again
0: for listening to our series From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora,